So the question is, how do women like us, age 50 plus, and dealing with high blood pressure, high blood sugars, and rising cholesterol levels, how do we keep our health numbers under control while we're trying to squeeze all the goodness we can from our life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Join me as I uncover the secrets of living a plant-based lifestyle, including how to avoid taking medicine simply by eating whole foods, shed the extra fluff around your middle without being hungry or joining a gym, make big lifestyle changes even if you think you have no willpower, eat food you love with no portion control. Let's get your doctor to say, wow, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. All this without meds or restrictive dieting. I'm Robin Wong, and welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. Hello, and welcome back. I'm so glad you're joining me. Welcome. I uh, hope you're having a great day. Uh, you know, I this topic, this never seems to leave me, the topic of weight loss, okay? And I bring it up again because it's the question I get asked so often, um, you know, and, and people are told to lose weight. I recently um, was at a Pilates class and they were all talking about losing weight and how one woman was having so many knee issues. Um, she knew her friend was, I'm sorry, not her. Her friend was having so many knee issues and she was overweight, but she didn't want to go to the doctor because the doctor just tells her to lose weight and doesn't fix the problem. So she's in this sort of circle of, you know, you know, vicious circle of she has really bad knees and probably needs knee surgery, which is contributed to probably from her weight. There's no doubt. But when she goes to get help, the doctor only tells her to lose weight. And then she tries to lose weight and she cannot, but her knees still hurt. So you kind of see this, this issue, right? And it makes her not want to go to the doctor for other issues. That's the biggest thing. Um, and so I wonder uh, if you have type 2 diabetes, if you might even fall into that category of, you know, I haven't lost the weight. The doctor told me to lose the weight. Um, and so therefore, I'm not going to go in and ask my questions. Okay. Um, and and there's studies. I mean, when I was in grad school, we looked at this kind of weight bias um, because I was really schooled in the health at every size, the body positive type mindset. And so we studied it a lot, right? And th that, you know, there is a weight bias um, in the health profession, okay? And, you know, people of, that live in larger bodies go into the doctors and they're for something completely, for a rash, and they're told to lose weight. So, you know, um, it, it does exist. But the biggest issue I get, even with my... Um, type 2 diabetes um, women is that they come in because of their blood sugars and they're worried about the complications of diabetes, which yes, those are super important, but it boils down to them wanting to lose weight. Okay. And when we start lowering their blood sugars, they're excited, but they're way more excited when they lose weight. And yes, I want them to lose weight because that helps with their insulin resistance, right? but I really want to bring their blood sugars down. And the methods I use are the same for both, of course. Um, but so let me, you know, so then I was really curious. I turned to the internet and I said, hey, so, you know, why can't I lose weight? I asked that question. And oh my gosh, the information that popped up was so many, so much, okay? And you had, 
somebody just run through. It's kind of funny. Um, one had eight reasons on, on why you can't lose weight. One had 20 reasons. One had six reasons and 10 reasons why you're not losing weight. Okay. And the real reason you can't lose weight or find answers to why you can't lose weight. Um, then there was like, no matter what you do, you can't lose weight. Click here. Uh, I'm doing everything right, but I can't lose weight. That one I understand because people think they're eating healthy, right? Um, uh, you know, why can't I lose weight in my stomach? Uh, losing weight when I eat right and exercise. And um, I can't lose weight anymore, okay? So I kind of wanted to talk about a few of those. And um, let's start with um, why can't I lose weight when I'm eating right and exercising? Okay, it's a food, right? It's the food it, and exercise. We know it's sort of an 80-20 thing. What you eat and the calories you take in and the types of foods you eat are really important and you can't outrun your fork, okay? I know this because that's just how I used to manage my weight. Um, I, you know, I thought I, I would eat healthy, in quotes. I was, you know, um, eating the lean meats and eating vegetables and, um, and you've heard my story and we were doing, you know, no fast food and all those things. And I still had some extra weight that I wanted to lose um, after having four kids. and. And even through all that, that's how my husband ended up developing his type 2 diabetes because we of that healthy diet. But sort of how I managed my weight with eating that food is I, I was an avid exerciser. I loved to exercise. And, and so that I had it all in balance. You know, um, when I changed my food, um, I lost weight without even trying. It was like, oh, I think I'm, you know, I went to the doctor and she's like, oh, you've lost 10 pounds. I'm like, what? I didn't even, I wasn't even trying. So that was a surprise. Okay. Um, so it's really interesting. Um, Dr. Greger, Dr. Michael Greger, who, um, I'm a fan, of course, uh, you've heard me mention him before, and I'll put the link to his book, uh, in my show notes. He wrote a book, how not to die, but he also wrote a book, how not to diet. And he makes a funny joke in there about, I mean, it's a really big book. Okay. And that his publisher told him no one, no one wants a fat diet book. Right. <laughs> So he's a really funny guy. Um, he does a lot of really um, helpful videos at nutritionfacts.org if you're interested in the science of things. Um, but in his in this in the early pages of his book, he talks about a calorie is a calorie and that myth, so to speak. Um, and so they talk about is there an overconsumption of calories from Coke from a you know drinking soda? the same as an overconsumption of carrots. And he makes this, this comparison, which I think really helps people put it in perspective, what we talk about in this, you know, in, in this world of nutrition. Um, so if you, if you think, if you, you buy into the calorie is a calorie um, mindset, here's something to think about. If you had a 240 calories, and that's really, and he likens that to being um, a bottle of Coca-Cola, okay? And in the in his book, he talks about this, and versus 10 carrots, all right, is 240 calories. So the same amount of calories, right? Um, but it would take you one minute to drink, you know, a bottle of Coke, whereas it would take you more than two and a half hours to eat. 10 carrots. And apparently it's been timed according to him in his book. Um, and the difference, what you get with that is carrots have water, they have fiber. Remember fiber is an important, um, element in your diet. Okay. 
all without adding any more calories. And then the question comes, does your body absorb all of those calories? Okay. So if you think about when, and he also gives this example, when you drink, I mean, when you eat corn, okay, uh, if you go to the bathroom later and have a bowel movement, often that corn will be in the toilet bowl, right? So uh, those calories from that part of that fiber was not digested and absorbed. Important to have because it helps you move everything through because it's fiber. But the point is, is you're not absorbing all those calories. Whereas when you're drinking these calories, um, really easily digestible, accessible calories in a soda, those more like the, that 240 calories is more likely, you know, absorbed and um, metabolized and added to your adipose tissue. Okay. So just know that, you know, calorie versus, you know, calories aren't all the same. And this sort of the same is true with calories in, calories out with this energy um, <clears throat> expenditure. That was a really big theory uh, many years ago, maybe 20 years ago. It's just like, oh, it's just calories. Calories are calories. It's calories in, calories out. And that's a lot, a lot about how weight loss um, programs work. So they put you on restricted calories and <clears throat> you, know, you lose weight because it does. You do lose weight. But the problem is, is you go back to eating those calories again. You haven't, it's not a sustainable lifestyle change, okay? So you go back to eating those and then you gain the weight back. And that puts you into this, um, that question of why can't I lose weight anymore? Now it's the key word anymore because, you know, you, you've kind of messed up your metabolism a little bit and how your body um, treats food as it's coming in. Because when you go into calorie restriction, frequently, um, your body's like, oh gosh, here we go again. Um, because you know, we're programmed to stay alive and, um, I'm of the mindset and I believe the doctrine of that your, you, your body thinks it's going into starvation mode with this calorie restriction. So it starts holding on to everything a lot tighter. Okay. All, all the, the, the calories it has and the adipose tissue tighter. So it's harder to lose it. Okay, because you've done it to it so many times, you know, and then and then when you start eating again, it's like, oh, the, the food's back, the calories are back, and they they start storing them more readily, okay, and easily. So that's why you see women that um, do this yo-yo dieting, this whole I can't lose weight anymore issue is is a big thing. And that's why it's like, you know, diets aren't good. They, you know, it's it's like Choosing the right foods for a lifetime are really important, okay? Because it's consistent, it's sustainable, it's your body gets used to that and can thrive on that. So um, just keep that in mind. So um, so some of those, you know, losing weight in my stomach, okay? Um, you can't spot reduce, okay? I know they tell you you can. I know I've seen the pictures, I've seen the internet. They say, eat these certain foods and you'll lose your belly fat. Well, you know, some of us put on weight different places and kind of where you, what I've seen with my clients, um, where you maybe put on the weight last is where it comes off first or where it's not held as tightly. I don't know how that works. Um, there's probably some research and some science around that I'm, that I'm not aware of. But I, I, when I work with clients, you know, it's really interesting. I've had them 
some losing it more in their legs first, some losing it more on their back first, some losing it more on their bust line first, okay, where they start seeing it in their face. Um, you know, it's just, you know, their their bra size changes um, quickly and they're like, oh, I'm losing it, you know, my shirts are too big. Others like it's in their way. So it, it, it really is an individual thing. But the point is, is they're losing it, okay? It is coming off. And with, you know, time, it'll, your body will start losing it in all the areas. Okay. But, and then if you really want to, um, you know, change, you know, kind of the, um, can, I don't want to say construction, but sort of how your body, um, it's, it's more of a muscular thing. So then you have to start working out a little bit and it's more about building up your muscles in the areas. Okay. And if you build muscle, you're going to burn more calories. Okay. Because muscles need a fuel. Okay. And, and so that's why maintaining your lean body mass, especially as we age, because we lose it sort of as we age, if you're not working your muscles, you lose them. Okay. So the movement is important. All right. Movement is certainly important um, just for healthy muscles and it helps with your metabolism. So when it comes down to losing weight, um, you know, I, you know what I'm going to tell you, uh, a plant-based diet is wonderful for that. A, because it's filling, there's no portion control and B, because it's sustainable, right? And it's so much easier to follow. And, um, if you have type, if you, you know, have type two diabetes, uh, insulin resistance, weight loss helps with that. And if you have type two diabetes, um, you know, eating, um, foods that are filling with no portion control that you can eat throughout the day to keep your blood sugar stable, um, but not add weight is really important. Um, so just know that it's, it's just really this um, really great method, and it's a great lifestyle to adopt for that. So, um, you know, and if you're new to me, you know that that's kind of my doctrine. And do you have to do it full on? it's up to you. Just start. Start incorporating a little here and there. And what does that look like? It's like, okay, you know, I think the best thing you can possibly do is to get rid of the dairy in your diet. That's the butter, the cheese, the sour cream, the yogurt. Substitute, you know, with um, uh, soy yogurt. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of the vegan butters um, because they're just calories. They're just all, it's all calories with adding very little. Instead, maybe use avocado, you know, on your toast or something. Um, uh, so just know there are alternatives, but when you start substituting in, um, you know, whole grains rather than white processed flour, okay, you start substituting in more vegetables that are uh, nutrient dense, they're low in calorie, they're filling, they add fiber so it fills you up. Um, legumes and um, in, instead of meat, so you're getting your protein. There's all these things you can do, and remember, it's a um, fiber is your friend. It's your friend when you have type two diabetes. It's your friend when you're trying to lose weight, all right? Because it's filling. It fills you up. Um, it 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 feeds your microbiome in your gut. It has everything move through, so you're not as constipated or bloated feeling. I had a client that. Um, thought she was allergic to gluten because she's always feeling bloated and just her tummy was always 
you know, distended and all these things. And she just didn't really realize that she was constipated. So, and she had type two diabetes. And so I was like, well, why are you not, you know, why are you eating all this gluten-free stuff? She's like, well, I think I'm, you know, I, I can't do gluten. So I'm like, okay, well, let's, um, let's test that. And so, cause the symptoms didn't match, her symptoms didn't match with someone with celiac. Okay. And so we changed the whole grains um, and we changed to more of a plant-based diet. She still ate a little bit of fish and she um, gave up all of her dairy, a little bit of fish um, on Friday. She kind of liked eating on Fridays, um, gave up chicken, which she didn't think she could do. And, um, you know, she started having regular bowel movements and she's like, oh my gosh, all the bloating's gone. I, all that discomfort and gas and dis distension was gone. So it was not the gluten. Okay. It was too little fiber. She was eating way too much meat and dairy that has no fiber in it. Okay. Zero. So what she was eating in the vegetables, the side, you know, she vegetables were sort of a, um, an afterthought on her plate. She ate them, but they weren't the majority of her plate. Right. So she would have her meat, a little bit of grains, like she's told to do with the, the diabetic diet and and more vegetables but when we substituted the um the low fiber meat the no fiber meat with legumes and and gave her more whole grains and more vegetables um she was able to you know all that distension and stuff went away like i said so um and she was able to eat whole grains she was thrilled to be able to actually eat a, a whole grains you know sandwich and we were able to add potatoes back into her diet, which she was thrilled about. Um, so, so just keep that in mind. So you want to, um, you know, there's studies that show legumes, people that eat more beans a day, even as little as a half a cup, have lower body weight. There's, um, there, you know, they fill you up, all those things, like I said, whole grains. Um, there's, you know, if you, people that eat whole grains have lower body weights, okay? Um, and, um, they also, you know, vegetables have a lot of nutrients that you need. So, um, that are helpful for weight maintenance. Okay. It's, everything's synergistic. Okay. Things work together. So think about this. You want to be eating a, a really diverse diet. Um, berries actually, and citrus fruit are, and peppers have people that eat more of those have lower body weights. So they've tested it all. All right. And it all comes back to eating more of a plant-based diet. Okay, um, really helps with lower body weight. So I want to take just a moment to talk about the low carb diets because this is a big, big topic amongst um, people that have type two diabetes because they're told to avoid carbs. Um, you know, with the low carb diets, you tend to have less fiber intake. And remember, I told you fiber is your friend, and and you increase your intake of animal protein, which is bringing with it the you know, um, cholesterol and saturated fats that contribute to the insulin resistance, which is the root cause of the type two diabetes. Okay. So, um, you know, and we know that it's not only does it, the saturated fats lead to more heart disease, but certain types of cancers too. Okay. So it's really, um, the, the culprit in a lot of these things and where is saturated fat found? It's in animal products. Okay. Meat, dairy, um, eggs. Uh, so, you know, um, and we know that uh, to lose weight helps with the insulin resistance. There's no doubt about it. Okay. And it helps people avoid developing type two diabetes. So, um, you know, 
you know, research has shown that women who lose weight on a high protein diet don't benefit from reducing their insulin resistance. Okay. And that's really key if you have type two diabetes. Okay. So you might lose the weight, but um, on these low carb, um, high protein diets, but you're not really addressing the root cause. Okay. I really want you to take that, that point away. Um, so diets that limit protein and focus mainly on fat, um, uh, such as the keto diet and also include, they, they don't talk about heart disease at all. Okay. Um, and, or inflammation. So just know that, um, you know, fat is not really your friend either. Okay. Um, and so, so really about, let's see, I'm trying to see what the notes I put here. Um, ideally your three quarters of your daily calories should come from carbohydrates. They're easily broken down into glucose and that's what your body thrives on running on and runs best on that. Okay. And so, um, you know, studies have shown that those who eat the most carbohydrates, especially those who eat it from beans, grains, fruits, and vegetables, have a lower risk of heart disease, a lower risk of obesity, a lower risk of diabetes. Okay, and um, and I'll put some links in the in the um, in my show notes if you want to read more about that. So just really quick, be careful about um, condiments and liquid calories. Okay, they don't fill you up. They don't have fiber, um, and um, they bring a lot of calories with them. Okay, that's the oils, that's the um, the sugary things, the um, uh, Starbucks drinks that people like to drink, juice. Okay, um, all the things that you know really readily available. Like I, like the example I gave you with the soda and the carrots. Okay, so keep that example in your mind when you're choosing your foods. Like okay. Uh, what does this bring with it? Remember we talk about, you want to think about the package that's bringing. So um, yes, weight is, an, weight is a constant topic, okay? And I wish people could shift from um, thinking about their health first and then that weight is an afterthought because if you um, focus just on wellness and being well and not on a number on the scale, um, it's 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 very freeing actually, and then secondly, um, people will stop waiting to reach that number on the scale before they start feeling better and living their life. Okay, so that's where the health at every size kind of comes in. It's like, yeah, it'd be ideal if you could get down to the ideal number that you want or the ideal body weight, whatever that is. There's a difference sometimes for a lot of people where where what is ideal in the textbooks versus what is healthy and feels good for you. Okay. So don't compare yourself to others. What feels good for you? Um, you know, what do you feel good um, that gives you the energy to go do the things you want to do? Okay. And that's what the number, you know, you should, that's what you should be striving for. And don't get tight on that number. And just, you know, because inches and don't off, off your waistline, don't necessarily translate into um, a number on the scale. Let me give you an example. Years ago, I'm a big water skier. I love to water ski. And I was <laughs> on, on a ski course. And for the first time, I'm going to try to ski these buoys, right? It was, a big, it was a big challenge for me. 
And I was with a, I was with a friend and her husband, and she, my friend's like this little petite, um, she doesn't ski actually, but her husband does, little petite person who probably maybe weighs 110 pounds. And I'm five, nine and a half, and um, I was cycling a lot, so had a lot of muscle mass. And so I was weighing 150 at the time. I don't weigh that now because I don't carry as much muscle mass, but, and I was carrying some extra weight. And so, but he needed my weight to plug it into um, the, the boat. It's, it was automatically programmed to pull you at a certain rate through these, this course. So when I had to tell him my weight, I just blurted out 150 pounds and she like gasped. <laughs> my friend gets like, oh my God, you weigh 150 pounds? You know, I didn't really think, it, I didn't any think about my weight at all, the number, okay? What I thought about was, is my body strong enough to let me do this activity I love to do. But then I got really self-conscious about it. I'm like, oh my God, is that like a high number? Is, you know, what is, what should my idea? So it kind of messed me up for about a week. Okay. Um, you know, wow, should I be less? Should I be, you know, what, because she's just little and she was not athletic at all. Right. So just know that it's a number. Okay. It's just a number. How do you feel? How does your body function? Okay. And what I can tell you at that point in my life, I, um, like I was carrying some extra weight because I just had a, had a kid, but I was out doing the activities I love to do. I was strong enough to do the activities I love to do. Um, did I wear a bigger size? Yeah. Did I care? No, no. Um, because I was able to have, do the things I love to do. And so, um, just, go from that perspective, okay? I really want to empower you to um, own your health, own your body size, and do the things you love to do. And part of that comes with, um, you know, eating well, having the energy to do it, okay? And um, weight's an afterthought. Being healthy and managing your diabetes is the first priority, okay? Because when you get your blood sugars managed, and you're not fatigued all the time, then you can go do the things you like to do. And then as you're doing those things, you gain more energy. And as you're moving more and eating well, you, you start losing the weight and your blood sugars are lower, okay? So it's all these things. Don't focus on one thing. That's my point, okay? So I'll quit harping on it. I'm sorry, but it's just this weight issue just never leaves me alone. And I think because in the media, it's like this obesity epidemic, the pandemic of the obesity, and it's like everybody's wants to lose weight and now it's almost summer it's, spring's coming and so our, our summer wear is coming out so it's a big issue right now and um i get it we want to look better but really it's more important to feel better okay it's more important to feel better how do you feel i mean i know plenty of people who are thin that don't have energy to go do the things they want to do because they're eating a crummy diet okay <laughs> just saying so there we go um, I hope you have a great day and um, keep choosing plants. Talk to you again tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in today. I know there's about a million ways you can spend your time and I really do appreciate that you spent some time with me. Thank you. If you got something out of this episode and know someone who would also appreciate it, make sure to share it with them. We are all trying to get healthier in order to live well, and you can show them you care about their health by sharing the, these messages. Want to start improving your health today? One place I like to start with clients is breakfast, since morning habits are the easiest to build. 
That's why I created a guide called Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugars, which includes easy, delicious recipes for my favorite meals to start the day. Pick it up today for free at page.nutritionwithrobinrdn.com forward slash guide or click the link for three breakfasts to, breakfast to lower blood sugar in the show notes. Thanks again and see you in the next episode.